When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the drive. I'm Dale Lowell. He is Matt Williamson, and it is time for the Fantasy Football Focus. We Bring it on. on yesterday because of all the roster cut news mm-hmm. and all, all the other stuff that was happening with the show. Dig in. Uh, but let's dig in here today. I thought we'd look at some uh, the latest news from around the league here as we get ready for this is a big draft weekend. Oh, it's huge draft weekend. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going away doing ours. Saturday, and then you and I are in the league on Sunday, and that's they're my only two redraft leagues. So. You uh, you drew the third pick in our league. I drew the eighth pick. Yeah, so I don't think we're going to snipe each other too much. I don't think so. Pretty shocking. We're the opposite ends of the spectrum. Are you happy there. with eight? Not really. I wouldn't be. I'm happy with three. <laughs> eight's uh, eight's going to be tough. Eight's going to be tough. I mean, you'll like your second round pick, but then you got a long wait. And yeah, everyone knows that. All goes. that good stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. With the twelve team league, it's a little bit of a wait there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyquan Thornton. With New England, expected to be placed on IR. Yeah, he's De- dealing with a shoulder injury. He's, he, every once in a while, you hear, well, we, they really like Taekwon Thornton. He really he brings early, a, and then... some, something dynamic to their offense with speed. With his speed, they have no speed at the on the outside. They don't, and he's a little fragile and smaller too. I don't think he ever projects as a every down player. Like I remember when we did draft shows. Boy, he'd be a nice pick in the fourth or fifth round for the Steelers. They take him the second. Yeah, you know, like, oh, I. I don't understand what they do in that front office right now. Yeah, nor do I. And because well, they spend a lot of money and resources, but don't doing a lot of chopping, boy. But they ain't no chips are flying. Bill you know, right? Belichick, the GM, should probably be fired. Lacking. Yeah, uh, Kyle Phillips with the uh, Tennessee Titans uh, with that knee injury was placed on injured reserve today as well. Okay, so he's on the short term one. Well, they just call it injured reserve. Yeah, they, you don't have to designate them to come back until after four weeks, and then you designate. But he made the the fifty three. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyone, you can't bring guys them back. Are going on today, it doesn't mean their season. Yeah. Over, anybody that but... goes on now can be brought back. Mm-hmm. That's that's you've got to hold them for that day. Yeah. And cut somebody else. Uh, Khalil they may need them late in the year. But... Yeah. Khalil Shakir with a rib injury was back practicing today for the uh, Buffalo Bills. That's a messy situation, though. Yeah. They don't seem to really be set on their third wideout. Really would have thought by now he would have taken that mm-hmm. job over, and it hasn't happened. They like, what, Sherfield? Um, there's another name in the mix, too. And plus, Kincaid's going to line up in the slot a lot, yeah. too. So, King, where do you have Kincaid in the tight end world? Like, I try to avoid rookie <sighs> tight ends. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just looking at it last night. There's 11 tight ends that I would feel comfortable with, and one of them's like Najoku and Chig. I mean, they're like that's not 11. super comfortable. That's not super comfortable. Yeah. And I had Kincaid as my 12th, but I don't want him as my starter. No, no, I no, mean, no. I, and that's Absolutely a little not, scary. Like, I'm I mean, he's the guy to... that you take. You take after you take a more established. After you take a Chig, or mm-hmm. you know, and, and hope that he yeah is like, better than that. I, I don't have Schultz in my top 12. Almost everyone else does. I think you should. I just don't. You hate the player. I get it, but all he does is catch touchdowns. I know. New team worries me, but rookie quarterbacks love tight ends. I know, and he'll get drafted and won't be by me, and I'll be happy when he goes, and therefore I'll get the Joku or whatever after. <laughs> I'd rather have Dalton Schultz than Joku. That's yeah, just me. most would. They're I playing in the same offense. I know. I know. I, I so just if you like Njoku, you have to like Schultz. With tight ends, I always go. And there for are fewer upside. mouths to feed in Houston. I just don't think he's very talented. I think he's a very That's, pedestrian athlete. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all about volume. I know. It's all about opportunities, and he mm. has the opportunities. They don't have anybody else. Like, who's their who's their number one receiver? You think he might lead the team in targets? He might. I mean, he might. He might. I mean, he's got his clear cut shot. He's got a better shot at doing it than Chig or, or, or uh, Njoku. Yeah, I just think both those guys' ceilings higher. Are they? If they don't get the targets, they, don't, they aren't. Well, who I'll target both of them. Well, I don't know who I'll target Chig. He might. He then, might. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, because they don't want to throw the football. So by that means, you would have Higby higher than those guys. So I think Higby and Schultz are like the same guy. Higby doesn't score. 
but he's the number two target on the team. That's like, fine. Pretty clearly. Yeah, but he's, I don't really want either. I don't either. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of tight ends that we don't want, Zach Ertz is not a lock for week one. I think. I mean, don't you have to use McBride a lot? I mean, like, is that offense unusable now? Yes. I mean, it's Josh Dobbs. I don't even or... know if you, I don't even. People are talking. You know, like every time I do a mock draft, mm-hmm. run a mock draft. James Conner staring me in the face, and you know he's gonna get the ball. They're gonna score about 150 points this year. Right. They're gonna be three and out all the time. I mean, if you draft Connor, you're just hoping a running back gets hurt in Buffalo or something, and they trade for him. Yeah, that's I mean, all. I, mean, I can see him moving, and or like Marquise Brown or Rondell Moore, they may catch a hundred bubble screens, but yeah, six six for forty seven doesn't do you any good. They're never going to get in the end zone. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a team that is tanking. Yeah, I and mean, the quarterback situation is just so horrible that the offense is unusable. Uh, Wondell Robinson was activated off the pup list on Tuesday. He hopes to suit up week one versus the uh, Cowboys. He's one of my guys still. I mean, I don't think he's draftable in a typical 12-team league, but he'll be on my short Rolodex to pay attention to after a couple weeks because I think they like him a lot. There's he's a lot coming of back off of an ACL, there. so yeah. he missed the entire offseason, so he didn't get that time to work with Daniel Jones. It. Yeah, But he could be Welker-esque in terms of a lot of targets, short stuff. Yeah, but... As is the case with the Giants wide receivers, you hold your breath every time they put step foot on the field. Like, is this the play he's going to get hurt on? No, no. And even, like, Isaiah Hodgins isn't bad. Yeah. Like, will Waller lead that team in reception? Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews, speaking of tight ends, uh, his injury was undisclosed. Uh, he was working out on the side on Wednesday and looked comfortable running, according to Jamison Henley, Hensley of uh, ESPN. Okay. I don't know vague. what looking comfortable running means, right. but... I'm sure, not he is a professional athlete. Either. I would hope that he looks comfortable <laughs> running. If he's, if he's not looking comfortable running, they have more problems. serious problems than this. Yeah. <laughs> so that offense, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Odell doesn't project to be the number one. He's expensive. We know they have three receivers. We've heard all these things. Do you still think it's just going to go back to Andrews like crazy? 100%. Do you? Yep. I mean, that's where Lamar's most comfortable. Clearly his guy of anyone out there. But he goes so high in drafts, fantasy drafts. I, he goes I, higher than I would like to take him. Me too. Especially I, for a guy who has his injury history. I know. He's and always I, nicked up. I never take him. I don't think we took him once in any of our mocks. No. But I, I could see myself regretting that stand, though. Oh, I think he could. Yeah. Could he have 100 catches this year? 100%. Mm-hmm. Then he's worth the, where he's going. Could now. he miss seven games with injuries? 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to deal in that. I, I don't want to take him in a third round where he's going at that with, with that many question marks. Right. Would you rather Kittle two rounds later? Yeah. Or would you? Andrews is still your second tight end, though. I might move Waller there. I'll be honest with you. I, Waller and Hawkinson. I say, well, I was bring up Hawkinson too. Like they're going to get both those guys are ahead of Kittle for me. Yeah. Kittle, I, I'm doing a ton of San Fran stuff, and Kittle had a ton of touchdowns with Purdy in there, but when all their dudes are healthy. His target share is really low. Yeah, I mean, it's just hard. It's to just count too. On. There's too many mouths to feed. Too many there. mouths to feed. It's like I don't. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with Debo Samuel. No, not Debo at his Samuel. Price. He averaged, I think, 40 yards per game with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Right. And he blamed I have all these injuries and now. And he's not going to run the ball like he did to even no, get you those that's points. That's done. Yeah, I mean, he may get uh, one here or there. Yeah, it but must. it's not going to be seven or eight that he was getting. Never. Never. Not they have McCaffrey. Never. No, I. I actually have been buying Ayuk because he's so cheap. Like, yeah. I might rather have Ayuk than Samuel in a vacuum. Yeah, I would. But and for their price, I definitely would. Yeah. So Samuel and Kittle have not been ending up on my team. Um, Devon Achain was practicing in a non-contact jersey today. Uh, he had that shoulder injury. That's going to be an. I, I don't. I don't want him. I don't want him. It sure seems like it's going to be Mostert and. Who's Wilson. Jeff Wilson, yeah. Who was absent from practice today, by the way. Was he? Yeah. I'm avoiding that backfield. A-chain to me will always be a five-touch-a-game guy. He'll have a game this season where... Oh, he'll bust a 70-yarder. Yeah, and, and, you know, he'll, he'll have, you know, four catches in that game, and he'll beat some, he'll beat up on somebody, and it, he'll, everybody will rush to the waiver wire to pick him up. And then next week, and that'll three be touches it. or something. Like, you're going to have to guess his blow-up game. Mm-hmm. I still think there's a chance Jonathan Taylor ends up on that team. Yeah. Did you see who the other team was that was interested? No. Green Bay. Really? 
They're going to run the ball a lot. I wonder if, like, A.J. Dillon would be part of the deal. Yeah. Well, the the reason that the deal didn't go through with, huh. with Miami, I didn't see that one. Indianapolis was asking for Jalen Waddell. How does that happen? You know, if you're going to aim, aim high. I mean, hey, that's fine, but you better come off that price. I mean, they were asking at first. Well, they won a first round draft pick. Well, Jalen Waddle was or Waddle or was it? We was the first round draft pick. If the (laughs) if they were to shop Jalen Waddle, they'd get two ones for him. The Colts will be lucky to get a one for Taylor. I mean, know your audience here. (laughs) Well. I don't know their ownerships. I don't see him moving screwed. if they, if those are the if that's, if that's what they're what asking for. About, right. you're, you're not moving him. I mean, McCaffrey at the trade deadline was like a two, three, and a five, like it, it yeah. equal to one. And I think McCaffrey then's more valuable than Taylor now. Quite frankly, I just I think the Colts are digging in their heels on this one mm-hmm. and saying, you know, this is coming from the owner. Hey, he's only he's only on their contract for four, like four million dollars this year. Let him sit. Yeah, let him sit. I think there is a logic behind we're not rewarding anyone in this room after last year. Yeah. You know, we're not giving out money for the performance we saw in 2022 to any of you guys. You know, what we saw is not okay, and why would we reward you? And Taylor had his worst year and was the only time he's ever been injured in his life. I do think that running backs will get hurt in the first month of the season, and maybe you get more after a star back goes down off a good team or a GM and coach that had a really bad running game and dedicated the whole offseason to fixing the running game, look at each other like, we didn't fix the running game. We're all going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. That but, being said, where do you draft Jonathan Taylor? That was something I was going to ask you. <laughs> I have it, no idea. Is I was If we didn't know what to do this fantasy segment, I was going to ask you to pull up any random list of fantasy running backs. I don't care whose it is. And where's the point where you consider them? It, it more depends on how many running backs I have on my roster and who those running backs are. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm building, if I if I go if I got a running back early that I know is a stud. Let's let's say I took Bijan Robinson in the first first round. round fine, okay, but for any first round running back, and then I I go receiver, 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 or receiver, receiver, tight tight end, or whatever it is. And my build is then. I'm taking a You're kind of the hero running back. I'm taking move. Alexander Madison as my two. Maybe and you then, have like David Montgomery. And then I know? grab somebody like that as maybe. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm going to think about taking Jonathan Taylor. Not before that. No. I'm not going to waste a premium draft pick on a guy for, who, first of all, I know for a fact isn't going to play the first month of the season. Right. I mean, it's a week-to-week league. I used to be the guy that That's would, a quarter of your fantasy season. Yeah. I used to be the guy that would draft I'd stash him guys or, all the time. Me too. And yeah. they sit there forever. And, and you're always like, I got to cut somebody else to pick somebody that I up. Like. Yeah. I hate being handcuffed like that now, especially if it's not a deep league. I, I Like, I don't want Kamara this year. I mean, he's got three. Taylor's got four. Jamison Williams isn't nearly as good as those guys. At least guys. Kamara, you know what it is. And he's going to be, you know, he's going to play in week four. Yeah. Where Taylor may never play for the Colts again. Yeah, him, this may be. Yeah, he's on. There's no. I don't the, think the, he's hurt. By they the way. don't have to bring him off the pup list at all this season at if they all, don't want to. At all. I think he gets traded, which you'd be thrilled if you're his owner if he gets traded, or he's not a, doesn't play for the Colts. But hope is not a plan. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, mean, I start fiddling isn't. with my ranks. Like, uh, if we play the name game, like, are you taking Dalvin and Brees Hall both over him? Yeah. Yeah. How about I'm, I'm trying to find guys that are really gray right now. Javante Williams. Yes, I know he's playing. Mm, I guess I, I, he's another one I'm not touching. But he's not going like, mi- to. He's not missing any. He's healthy right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Here's an awful one. James Conner. I think I'm taking Taylor over James Conner. I I suppose, but yeah. at least Conner's going to play. You're going to get something out of. You could start him in week one. Yeah. He might Con, James Conner might catch seventy passes this year because they had nobody else to throw the ball to. Right. So you're definitely taking the, not Zamir White, uh, the Buccaneers White. Uh, what's his name? Whatever the the, yeah. the lead back for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, Rashad White. Rashad. Or Madison. Or yeah, these guys are Akers. these are guys that are going to play like the the high volume. Like, bad I, but again, it depends guys. how many guys you know. If I've got. One stud back or even two stud backs, mm-hmm. 
and now I'm drafting guys later, then maybe I'll, I'll take a shot on Jonathan Taylor. Other other than that, I'm not touching him. Yeah, I, I think he's I'm not taking poison. Him, I'm not taking him in the fourth round as my second back. Like you're taking Pacheco ahead of him. Yeah. How about like McKinnon? Like if I really get like, yeah, yeah, I think that's, that's a no. yeah. Okay. If it but if it's a starting running back who I know is going to play, mm-hmm. I'll take him. How about the rookies? Like you taking Charbonnet or mm, that's a little bigger. Tank, yeah. Or Kendrick I mean, they're, Miller. They're all in timeshares, right. so they're kind of in that same. But they're play week one. They'll play in week one, but by then I'll have I'll have other guys who can play in week one. So that's more mm-hmm. of a. Yeah. You're taking the same kind of shot, really, with those guys because you, you need something to happen. You need something to happen for that guy to become valuable. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, you know, I mean, Walker could get hurt in week two, right? Where the whole coach, the whole Colts running back room. By could the time, get yeah, by the time Jonathan Taylor comes back, and I take, I took him as my number two back. By the time he's back, I could be zero and six. Mm-hmm. Is Zach Moss or Evan Hull draftable? Ugh. I think they're, Hull's kind of sleepy. They're draftable, but I yeah. don't want them. I don't want them either. Hull reminds me a little of Connor. I mean, he's a big back that catches passes, which is a good formula. But I don't even know if he's a one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to deal mm-hmm. with that. Like you're taking AJ Dillon over Taylor. Yeah. Okay. I dropped him to like 30 on my board. He probably has to go to like 45. He's again. He's out at least at least a month. I think we're all happy when someone else takes him. Yeah. Ugh. Let somebody else make yeah. that mistake. Take him in round four. Javante Williams worries me too. I know he played a game, but but where you're drafting him at is not it, it, that's baked in. Yeah, okay. like if I'm taking if I'm in the fourth or fifth round, no, in this in the seventh or eighth round, okay, I'll I'll consider mm-hmm. it depending right. on what the rest of my team looks like. Yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, both of my last one, both of Miami backs. You're not taking like Mostert or Wilson over Taylor, are you? <sighs> mm. I don't want anything to do with that. Anymore. I don't want anything to do with that. Back. There's certain <laughs> right. backfields yeah. that I want nothing. Maybe that's a, a different. Conversation. Yeah, down that's the a road. whole new conversation. What teams do I want to avoid, or what backfields? Or yeah, there's a lot. Um, one of the uh, the, the the Ravens placed uh, Keaton Mitchell. Um, he's on their original f- uh, 53-man roster, but he's a candidate to be placed on injured reserve with a uh, shoulder injury. He's a running back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they, mean, they it, cut Melvin Gordon. They, yeah. They. I mean, he made the team mm-hmm. over Melvin Gordon, but I'm warming up to Dobbins though. I mean, I don't think Gus Edwards he still hasn't is, done anything. I know, but is he, he even with them? Right, I guess he's with them right now. But I think so. But he's not cheap, or he's not that expensive. No, you get not. him after like Miles Sanders and those guys. Yeah, they still they love the Gus bus. And they like him more than I do. Yeah. Like, that's definitely true. Um, Jalen Ramsey was placed on IR. That affects the Dolphins' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that that could be a very long. But he could come back. He can come back, but, uh, I mean, the original reports were maybe not until December. Playoffs. By then, it's too late for your defense. Mm-hmm. Like, that Dolphins defense was very highly rated going into the, the fantasy yeah. season. And they play a brutal schedule. I think you drop them at least five spots without Jalen Ramsey. I'm not sure if they're in my top 12 anymore. And yeah. they were really a team I was targeting before really digging into schedule. And one thing I noticed, and I need to do a little more homework on this, but I don't put a ton of work into team defense special teams. I, I set aside, I wrote down in my spreadsheet, I wrote every name, and I said, who are the 12 that I would be comfortable with? Just put an X by them, didn't even rank them. And they all play, like, the brutalist schedules. It's like the Jets and the Bills <laughs> and the Patriots and the Dolphins. They have the worst schedules in the world, yeah. you know. Steelers isn't bad. That's why Steelers is a nice sleeper defense. Yeah. From, uh, if you look at the rankings on where they're going, like 11 or 12, right? every year there's a team in that range it ends up like two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they're a good good bet to. to I think be so that. too. Like if you draft a New England defense, are you starting them in week one? Now think about this: you're ta- in a redraft league. You're probably only taking one defense. Of course, they play Philadelphia in week one. You Steelers can't even are, use them in yeah. week one. The Niners aren't the best matchup either, but you're getting them three rounds cheaper too. Yeah. The other one, like if you look at the Jets and Patriots' first six games, I don't know if you can use any of their defenses. Right. I mean they're. And awesome. that's and that's who you know you're you're looking it's at the a team you, you, you had to draft them to get them. Mm-hmm. That's no, why it's better to stream defenses. It just is. Yeah, it is. It, and it, it goes back to my my our conversation a couple of weeks ago. I said, don't even draft a defense if they if you're not forced to draft a draft a defense. You have Ten days to figure it out or whatever. Yeah, take a let everybody else waste picks on in whatever round they do that in, mm-hmm. and scoop up some nice value picks and then make a decision. Look at a team like the Saints because they don't play anybody. 
Yeah. I mean, their defense is fine. It's the 15th best defense in the league, but they're not going to play Mahomes all the time. Right. Yeah. How about this? Carolina cut Matt Corral. I saw that. Did anybody grab him? Not yet. He was the one quarterback from that class I never really saw it with. I didn't think he was a first-round guy either. No. Like, I thought Howell was better than him. I I didn't think Corral was all that. He'll get picked up somewhere. Uh, Did you see Joe Burrow back at practice today? Really? Yep. In full? Or just Uh, – He just just returned to to practice today. This was the first time I guess he was in any kind of pads or anything. So. I mean that's a good sign. That's what you want. They also released Trevor Simeon yesterday, so also a good sign. Also a good sign. That tells me that they think he's going to play in Week mm-hmm. One. I thought when they released Simeon, they might be grabbing Colt McCoy or somebody like that, but it doesn't. I think they're confident Burrow will be there Week One. Yeah, I'm still uh, taking him behind like Herbert, though. I, I dropped him a little bit in my ranks. Uh, Lavishka Chenault uh, cleared concussion protocol, so he is back in uh, with the team. You, you have talk, any interest in Lavishka Chanel? You talked about running backs you don't want, backfields you don't want. <laughs> I don't want any Panther pass catchers. Like Hayden Hurst isn't terrible. Neither is Thielen. Mingo might be fine. Chenault's going to get some love. But they're all, who's going to get the ball? Yeah. Ugh. I don't want any of their pass catchers. Uh, looks like uh, Jelani Woods uh, aggravated his hamstring with the Colts. Uh, he could land on IR. Ooh, he's one of my favorite hot young tight ends. You've got a lot of those. I got a lot of them. This year's a little less than usual, but he was high on the list. Yeah. Uh looks like not he's draftable, but the report out of uh New York is that, well, this is not surprising. Brees Hall could be limited early in the year. Ugh. We should play a name game with him too. Like who are you taking over him? Mm, I, I I gotta keep dropping him too. Yeah. And Dalvin Cook started practicing yesterday and he looks healthy heading into week one. I think he's probably too cheap right now. Yeah. Everyone's just thinking Hall's looming. The, how often do we tell you? Teams tell you what they think. The Jets are telling you exactly what they think. This is not good news. Randall Cobb looks like he's going to be the number three receiver in New York and Nicole Hardman moving down the list. On the, Hardman like, was never for me, but it just seemed like they had such a wealth of receivers. Like, why do they go and get Lazard and Cobb and blah, blah, blah. Now they have, like, one. I think Aaron Rodgers is doing the depth chart. And I, think I think so, too. <laughs> and I get that, hey, I need you to be where I need you to be, and you understand all the checks and the way we do things. But all this might help Wilson. Yeah. There's a couple of these dudes. Wilson and St. Brown come to mind. Like They're the only game in the town. the only game in town, and I think that is 98% a good thing. But it's hard to be the only game in town. Yeah. You know, I mean, St. Brown kind of was anyways last year, you know, so he's shown he can. And I think Wilson's going to be a stud. Jameis Williams draftable, by the way? Not with a six game suspension. Yeah. I, I same, it's the same, same argument. Thing. I, he's yeah. a roster clogger. But it's tough to be Cooper Cup when the yeah. whole world knows you're getting 12 targets. I think those guys can be. The difference with tough. Cooper Cup, though, is he runs out of the slot. As St. does St. Brown, as does does yeah, Brown yeah, for yeah. the most part. And he's right. much better running out of the slot. Wilson's on the outside. Easier to it's double easier to outside. Yeah. yeah, you can bang them with the safety over the top. I, I, I still would gladly take them. I might even take, if you're, you're picking eight in that draft, I'd consider them with your second pick. I love them, but I, they need to prove that. Yeah. They be the man, you know. Our uh, final little nugget here is uh, Kareem Hunt, this according to Tom Pelissaro of the NFL Network, has received contract offers from four teams over the past few weeks. Why did he say yes? He said he's waiting for the right spot. If Kareem Hunt signs somewhere, are you interested in Kareem Hunt? Like if he went to Miami, if that was their consolation prize, saying we're not going to trade you a waddle, I would draft him. I'd take him over Mostert and Wilson right away. Yeah. If he lands in Indianapolis. <laughs> yes. Okay. I mean, like as a flex. I mean, I don't know where you get him, but Yeah. Is he draftable if we go into this pet through this weekend and he hasn't signed yet? Do you, do you draft and stash him? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Fournette's the other one. No. I mean, those two will play football probably somewhere this year, but I don't think. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it is. It is difficult. This is one of the more interesting drafts uh, that I've seen him. I think a you long could time. make mistakes on. Brees Hall, Taylor, Kamara, Javante. I'm not saying they're all going to be busts, but they're all really good players. But there's a lot of things looming on some of these guys that have been drafted high in the last year or two. Yeah, absolutely. 
That's going to do it for the Fantasy Football Focus. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. We're going to take another break here, and we'll be back with more on The Drive right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson and uh, Matt College Football. Really, yeah, uh, there were a couple that. games last weekend, mm-hmm. uh, but really kind of gets in, kicks into full gear this weekend. So I thought that'd be a good time. I like that new tradition. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we're waiting a little while for NFL, but you give, I don't say throw a bone, but all eyes will be focused on big college games. There are even like some Sunday games this year. I think so. This yeah. weekend. I mean, it's yeah. all Labor Day weekend. Yeah, and, you know, I'll be in Deep Creek and we'll have it on the whole time. And I mean, it's 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 good stuff, but I'm really doing my best. I tell myself this every year. Get ahead on draft stuff this year. Like Florida State's playing LSU on Sunday. Florida State's loaded. Yeah. They got a lot of dudes. Uh, So uh, looking at that, ahead to that here, Mel Kuyper has updated his big board. Okay. You are Uh, seeing a little bunch of mocks and stuff popping up. And, yeah. Warning. Everyone always says this every year. This draft class looks much better than the last year. (laughs) I mean, there's tackles. There's a stud receiver. There's quarterbacks. Now – Half of them could fall on their face. We yeah. know how that works. But as it stands now, I, guys, I've been doing this long enough. I know I'm probably not saying – I mean, it could go wrong, but this looks like a really good class. At number one, um, Mel has uh, Caleb Williams at a USC. Sure. No surprise there. He's number one on everybody's list. Number two, he has Marvin Harrison Jr., the wide receiver out of Ohio State. He's the best receiver prospect. I've, I haven't studied him as intently, but he's like a no-negative guy. I mean, he's, he's George Pickens size. He's huge. Yeah, and can fly. And, and can fly, yeah. right. He's a better prospect than Jamar Chase was at this point. Um, number three for Mel is the tackle out of Penn State, uh, Olu uh, Fashanu. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why he went back to school. Penn State's got a lot of dudes. I'm sure they're uh, – hey, I'm sure he's getting paid too. I mean, the yeah. college, college guys that are nice. But he was he would have been the first tackle taken this past year. Number four for Mel is Drake May, the quarterback in North Carolina. They play South Carolina mm, fun. this weekend. We visited both those little schools actually war. this summer. A little border war. Uh, very Justin Herbert-like in style and you know skills. He'll, he'll go high. Number five, the tight end out of Georgia, Brock Bowers. Small, but could go higher than Pitts did. I yeah. mean, a better college player than Pitts. Better college player than any tight end I remember, really. At six... One of those Florida State guys, uh, Jared Diverse. He's another one went back to school that yeah. could have been a top 10 pick. 6'4", 253. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a force. Florida State's got a lot of dudes. they got a running back. they got a couple receivers. At 7 is uh, Notre Dame tackle Joe Alt, 6'8", 315. Very McGlinchey-esque and also Notre Damer. A little bit better athlete. I think his dad was a first-round pick. His dad yeah. was an offensive tackle. Yeah, I can't John remember where he went. Yeah. Number 8 the cornerback out of Alabama, Kool-Aid McKinstry. How great's that? Yeah. A little bit skinny, but he's a really, really good prospect. I mean, listen here, 6'1", 195. So mm, if he's I thought actually, he was like 180 If he's actually 195. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's big-time prospect, too. Uh, at nine, another Penn State guy, that would be Chop Robinson, the outside linebacker. Powerful guy. It's pretty. There's not an elite edge guy. Most people have verse number one. But it looks like there's six or seven with a lot of first-round buzz already. I saw a thing. It was somebody put out a mock draft recently, and it was somebody that okay, I paid attention to it. Yeah. And they had the Steelers taking an outside linebacker in the first round. I'm like, <laughs> I saw what that are one you too. talking about? That being said, I don't know what position <laughs> I'd pick for them right now. I don't know either, but it's not going to be outside linebacker. Unless it's by far the best guy on the board. <laughs> right, unless you're just taking a guy to if, take him. It versus They the, would have the best. Like, best outside linebacker backup duo in the yeah. league if they did something like that. At some point, I wanted to have that conversation. It's too hard to do, but like, what position, if you had to bet right now, would be the Steelers' first-round pick? I, I mean, it's got to be something on defense, I would think. Maybe an inside Probably. backer. Maybe. I, I don't like, I don't love that. Maybe a cornerback again. A corner. I don't know. Maybe a wideout. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they're pretty, I mean, they aren't. I mean, they're going to have needs, but right. it seems like on August 30, they don't have a lot of glaring like, holes. Yeah. Uh, at 10, another offensive tackle. That's three in the top, Mel's top 10. J.C. Latham, uh, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. He's a typical Bama, mash-your-face, huge human being, more right than left in terms of his style. 
Those guys haven't all hit. Though. They haven't all hit. Like Neil's not doing well for the Giants yeah. right now. Yeah, he would worry me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna judge them all the same, but you're right. At 11, another Penn State guy. Three in the top 11 for Penn State. Hmm. Uh, that would be Kalen King, the cornerback. He's gonna. Everyone's gonna say, "Oh, he's better than Porter." Blah blah blah. Maybe he will be. I don't know. But he got on the map because no one threw a Porter. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, he might be phenomenal. I'm not taking it away from him. He's ranked high by everybody. Uh, at 12 is another Alabama guy, Dallas Turner, the uh, outside linebacker. He was the opposite. Of these are the Anderson. guys. These are the guys that are the reason why uh, the guy, uh, the inside backer last year, the the backer last year transferred. Arkansas. Oh yeah, yeah. Because you had Will Anderson, Sanders, there. Drew yeah. Saunders, Sa- Drew Saunders. Like mm-hmm. they just got guys I mean, left and right. No shocked, but this was like the 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 five star of five star edge guys when he came out. He's a little lean though. He's like two forty. Yeah, they listen to six four two forty two. Okay. Uh, at thirteen, Miami defensive tackle Leonard Taylor the third. It looks like there's a decent group of D tackles. All fighting for that number one spot. Yeah. There's not an elite one, but there's a lot of potential first-rounders. At 14 is Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State. He's 6'4", 215. He's the huge one. Big yeah. receivers in this year's draft. Yeah, total opposite of last year. Yeah. Like Texas has a big one. You know, there's a lot of them. 15 is uh, Michigan defensive tackle Chris Jenkins. That's Chris Jenkins' son. Yes. Yeah, so he's, you know, Harbaugh says a lot of stuff. But <laughs> he does. He did Being say a Harbaugh. Yeah, he says a lot of stuff. But talking about teams that are loaded, there's talk, and I guess Harbaugh mentioned it, that he thinks they could set the record for most players drafted in one year from one school. Like, they have two backs that are going to go early. They got a lot of guys, quarterback, this dude. I mean, so Michigan. And somehow State, they still haven't won a national yeah, championship yeah. In, in yours or mine or anybody's lifetime. Mm-hmm. No, they're since, loaded, though. Since pre-World War II. Is that how long it's been? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's Mike, Mike Pursuta just told me that I'm today. Sure <laughs> as you can imagine. We're quick to remind you, yeah. Uh, at 16, another defensive tackle, this one out of Illinois, uh, Jerzon Newton. I think he was hurt almost all last year. One of these top defensive tackles missed the majority. Oh, there was a dude from LSU, Mason Smith. Uh, but he's another one that's in the mix for yeah. top defense tackle. Six two two ninety five. So he's a little, a little undersized. Yeah. He's the quickness guy. Yeah, not quite, uh, you know, Kalijah Cansey, but sort of more of that mold. Um, it's seventeen. You can watch this guy on Sunday. Uh, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver out of LSU. He's only six foot two hundred pounds, so he's a smaller receiver. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be competing. Surprise, surprise, with the second Ohio State receiver yeah, to be shocking. the to be the number two receiver in this draft. And he is next on is the he? list here. Okay. Yeah, Egg, 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 uh, Mika Egiba. Uh, He's six a little one, more Smith and the Jigba-ish. Yeah, 6'1", Another. Yeah, they're all big and sturdy, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, last year was the small guys. Um, at 19 for Mel uh, is uh, Cooper DeJean, cornerback out of Iowa. He's big. They just put out, like, this, this is a guy uh, – he was the best guy in their secondary last year. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they had, what, three guys, guys drafted? drafted. Yeah. yeah. No, he's supposed to be a high pick. Uh, at 20 is quarterback Riley uh, Leonard out of Duke, 6'4", 212, so another good-sized quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a handful of the, the not May Williams quarterbacks that people are buzzing about. Michigan, the Duke kid. Uh, Washington Pinnacks. Well, the the next guy. guy on here is Bo Nix, quarterback out of uh, Oregon. Okay. From what I've heard about him, I think this is his sixth year, that he was a disaster. Super highly recruited, disaster at Auburn, goes to Oregon and lit it up last year. Yeah. And then Texas has a kid too, Evers, Evers who was the, the recruit when he came out. Uh, at 22 for Mel is uh, Leitu, Leitu, Leitu. See the edge guy, edge guy out of uh, UCLA. UCLA. Yeah, he's a six five two sixty five. He's, he's like a Bud Dupree born. Yeah, China more shop four type. three end. I think. I would think. Yeah. Uh, at twenty three, another cornerback, Josh Newton out of TCU, six foot one ninety five. I've just seen the name. Don't know a ton about him. That's probably the highest I've heard him ranked thus far. But they had a really good secondary too. He allowed just thirty four point four percent of the passes thrown his way last year to be caught. Really. Wow. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, at 24, uh, defensive end out of Ohio State, JT Tuamalo. Okay. He's another wrecking ball, extreme athlete. I think he's on the freaks list for, you know, one of the best athletes in 
and then they have a Sawyer kid who's also an edge that's going to get picked pretty high. Yeah. At 25 is the uh, massive tackle out of Georgia, uh, Amarius Mims, 6'7", 340 pounds. I was listening to Dane Brugler's podcast, and he thinks this guy is clearly number two. There's very little film of him. I mean, it's, as Broderick Jones knows, right, it's hard yeah. to get on the field there. He thinks this guy's the only guy that can compete with the he Penn had State dude. Two starts last year. Two starts. And he was started <laughs> in every other program in the world. He might be the fifth pick in the draft. The guy started two times last year. But that, that's his potential stud there. Uh, looking at the uh, overall rankings here, Mel's rankings at each position, um, if we think, well, the Steelers aren't taking a quarterback. I don't see them taking a running back. I'd be shocked. I mean, in the first round. Yeah. Um, wide receiver. It could happen. Yeah. Um, the only guys, the guy. uh, Romo Dunze from uh, Washington, Washington. Uh, Xavier Worthy out of Texas, those are his okay. top, uh, finish out his top six. Steelers aren't taking a tight end. I would assume not. Next year. Fullback, H-back, they're not doing that. I guess you could take a tackle. Uh, so looking at the other tackles that weren't mentioned there, after Mims, you have uh, Kingsley Sula Mataya uh, out of BYU. Mm, okay. And then uh, Jordan Morgan uh, from Arizona is number six on I his list. I just know those names. I don't yeah. know much about them. Uh, the guards. You got uh, Cooper Beebe from K-State. K-State, yeah. Christian uh, McGonaghy from Boston College. Troy Fatanu from Washington, Zach Zinter from Michigan, Joshua Gray from Oregon State, and then Donovan Jackson from Ohio State. Okay. Guard could be a spot. Could be. I was about to say center could be a spot. Um, of course, Georgia has a dude. Cedric Van Pran is number one. Yeah. I, I don't think people. Th- You're not taking those guys in the first and round. I but. think he's more like an early day two guy, yeah. unless he lights it up. But uh, Then you got Graham Barton from Duke, Zach Frazier from West Virginia. Logan Jones from Iowa, Matt Lee from Miami, and Bo Limmer from Arkansas. Okay, there's a lot of buzz about the Duke kid. Yeah. I think he's multi-positional. Um, don't see defensive end. Defensive tackles, I could... When in doubt, if you don't have any dude. needs, right, yeah. take someone that looks like Benton. So <laughs> after, uh, yeah, after uh, Newton from Illinois, there were three in his top 25. Then you have Mason Smith from LSU, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Hall Jr. from Ohio State, and then McKinley Jackson from Texas A&M. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of buzz on the LSU kid. He just missed, I think, the whole year. None of the off-ball linebackers made uh, mm-hmm. Mel's list. His number Clemson's one guy is Jeremiah Trotter from Clemson. Most people like the other Clemson guy better. That's yeah. Jeremiah Trotter's son. Yeah, shocking. Yeah, yeah. shocker there. Uh, he also has uh, Junior Colson from Michigan. Okay, I don't know a ton about him. Jalen Ford from Texas. Smael Mondin from Georgia. Hmm. Nick Jackson from Iowa. And then Tommy Eichenberg from uh, Ohio mm-hmm. State. Okay, he doesn't have the other Clemson kid. I forget his name, but he's he might be bigger under, and more athletic. Might be an underclassman. Might be why. Oh, he is. Yeah, there okay. you go. Uh, outside linebackers, you always look at those. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's Barrett. Maybe he's... He has Barrett Carter, number that's four from is. Clemson. Cle- yeah. He, he lists him as Barrett's outside. Okay, is he right. undersized and maybe plays outside in a 4-3? I don't think. No, yeah, he is. I mean, he's an extreme athlete. There you but, go. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he could bump inside. He and, would be an inside yeah. for the Steelers. Uh, Steve Linton from Texas Tech, and then Curtis Jacobs from Penn State. Hmm. Cornerbacks, after those uh, top guys, um, where'd we stop at there? Josh Newton from TCU? Yeah, he was yeah. on the top 25. Uh, Denzel Burke from Ohio State. Shockingly, another yeah. Ohio State guy on there. And then uh, Jason Marshall Jr. from Florida. Interesting. And then finally, the safeties. There's some safeties. Maybe the safety could be a first-round pick. Could be. You know, could be. Late first or, you know. Uh, Cameron Kinchins from Miami is his number one. I think he's got some size to him. Tyler Newbin from Minnesota is number two. Kalen Bullock from USC is number three. He kind of looks like Hamilton from Notre Dame. I think yeah. he's like a 6'3 guy. Uh, Rod Moore of Michigan, number four. Latham Ransom from Ohio State. And then this number six guy is Javon Bullard from Georgia. Yeah. A lot of Georgia, Ohio State. Yeah, a lot of the same and, schools. Of course, especially with these transfers, here. you might as well go. Not a lot of small school guys on I think Mel's. it's. I think that's more. Well, I think they show up later in the process. Well, I think what's what's happened because of the transfer rules. You you go to a small school for a couple years, then you end up transferring to somewhere bigger. So so people might not remember, but the verse kid at at Florida State that could have come out and been a high pick, he wasn't recruited by anybody. I think he walked on like the smallest of schools. Then he transfers to Florida State and he's gonna be a first round pick. Yeah. You know, so they're all gonna end up in the super schools. This is yeah, this is what's happening now with mm-hmm. college football. And I wonder what point that changes. I was having a I actually know. had that conversation. If those guys can pay you, Monday, why would you Monday, not go? 
Monday, maybe Tuesday, whatever day it was, I had a conversation with Miles Boykin. Mm. So we were talking about the Notre Dame game. They, uh, they played Navy, Navy last weekend, mm. and because uh, uh, Notre Dame's quarterback is the kid is the kid from Wake Forest, the transfer. He's, transferred to Notre Dame. It's like okay. his sixth year, and you know he's twenty four years old. He'll be twenty five before next mm-hmm. year's draft. I'm like, oh, he looked good. He's like, yeah, I mean, he should. It's his he's, sixth year. He's old. You know, he's been around. And yeah. he's like, I'm. When does this when does this stuff get changed? He brought it up. I didn't. He's like, when does this stuff get changed with with the transfer rules? I don't know. I, or the, I, the the extra years because of COVID and things of that nature. The COVID thing was weird, of course, but it's now it's becoming common. But I think it's going to be common, common. Like for our purposes, when we start digging in the draft, started in North Carolina, then he went to the USC. Yeah. You know, like that's how everybody. Like, is I don't now. have a problem taking a quarterback. Who's played a lot of college football games? Mm-hmm. That's a bonus. Yeah, I do have a problem playing, taking a guy, let's say a cornerback who's a, a, a sixth-year guy. Oh, I agree. Because that means that he spent more time in college because he didn't think he was good enough to go to the NFL, or just partying it up and getting a little bit of a check here and there and content. Yeah, like back in the day, like this was my pit experience. Can't draft Jeff Joe Flacco in the first round. He couldn't beat out Tyler Palco. He went to Delaware. That used to be frowned upon. Right. I mean, obviously Joe overcame that. That used to be highly frowned upon. Now it's like rare if you don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, start it's almost a, expected. Right. Like you, okay. every time I look up a prospect or I look up a guy that I'm going to start doing working a story on, like Jalen Warren went to three colleges. Did he? Okay. You know, it's just uh, that's the, the norm. Way it goes. Now. The way it goes. And if you can start at a powerhouse. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And they're going to pay you to do it. And he's the perfect example. That started at junior college, went to Utah State for a couple of years, then transfers to Oklahoma. Oh, right. Okay. I forgot about or Oklahoma college. State, I should say. Oklahoma State. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just so much different than my time there where you, you recruit these kids like crazy, bulk them up, bulk them up, you know, teach them the system, and then finally it's their turn. Well, they might be gone. Already. And then the, the what en- the, then also happens, and the, the four-star recruits that, hey, I'm going to go to Alabama. Look at me. I'm going to Alabama. Mm. Woohoo. They end up at the smaller schools, right? You know, they Bama brings in a five star from Texas yeah. or whatever, or you get or a guy there. who's been a three year starter at TCU or mm-hmm. somewhere, and then okay, we're going to push you aside and you end up transferring. I always tell the story, but the three years I was at Pitt, we recruited the city of Miami really, really hard and got Antonio Bryant and a lot of good players out of there. But so did the U. Yeah. <laughs> so we we never beat the U in recruiting, but their spiel was. He sits down in your your living room. You're a five-star from Miami. Son, you got five years to start for us, and you'll be a first-round pick. And here's a thousand examples why. And then they get there, and they're like, well, i got to beat up Portis, McGahee. <laughs> i got to beat up Bubba Franks, Shockey, Winslow, yeah. and just to get on the field. I'm like, you're not, it's crazy. Get me out of here. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back to finish up the show. Right after this. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Greg Schickling uh, tweeted at us, uh, the last uh, Michigan National Championship was in 1997. Mike Pursuta must have... Just embellished ban- a little banished bit. Banished that from his brain. Like, <laughs> right. Just totally failed to remember that one. But I'm sure we have some Michigan alum out there. Our, our apologies. Yeah. I will say they're this. They're overdue. I will say this. Charles Woodson did not deserve to win the Heisman Trophy. No, that there. bothered me when it happened, yeah. too. He's yeah. the, like, he's the guy, like, he, he was fine, great. He was great. had a he's fine season. Yeah. But he returned a couple of punts for touchdowns and, or, you know, and then gets the, the Heisman was Trophy. Was that that year? I believe so. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, he beat out Peyton Manning, I remember. Yeah. I mean, that whole draft class was really good. Ryan Leaf, I mean, not that he was good in the pros, but yeah, it was but, loaded group. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I didn't think And that nothing against loaded. Charles Woods is a great football player. Right. Great. Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, that was a bit much. Yeah. Hugh Green should have been the first guy to win. Mm, yeah, I remember. I was like seven or eight when that happened, and I remember my family losing their mind. You know, it was like, a monster. You know, a monster. It was like 80 or 81 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was just maybe 82. unblockable. George Rogers, the running back from South Carolina, beat him. Yeah. Ugh. Anyways. Yeah. So, Matt, I don't know if you've, you've paid attention to this, uh, but the Steelers' odds have jumped up a little have bit. Have they? It's about time. They're up to now. Now they're uh, betting odds. This according to CBS Sportsline. No, to uh, over under over wins. wins is now nine. 
Well overdue. Yeah. Because it kept bumping up and up and up in terms of what you were going to it was like the minus, gets it was like minus 165 minus 170 and now they've bumped it to a 9. So all these national guys are late to the party. I mean, we've been telling you this for months. But they're starting every who could be drastically improved article you read <laughs> is the Steelers. Except for Bill Barnwell. Yeah, Bill's was not. <laughs> and some of them he kind of talked out both sides of his mouth on that one too, but yeah, I mean even like Warren Sharp who I follow heavily Today he put out which offenses will be more explosive next year. Steelers were number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it shouldn't have taken the preseason to figure out a few of these things. I was but, listening hey, to get into a, a serious show this morning, and Adam Kaplan, who does come to Steelers practice mm-hmm. every year, he's based, yeah, no, out, based out of Philly, uh, was talking about his the draft that he had just had, and he fantasy took draft. the fantasy draft mm-hmm. that he had just had, and he said I, he took Kenny Pickett. In like round, I can't remember what it was, but like round eight or nine is his number one quarterback. Number and, one. And then backed him up with Aaron Rodgers. So he took him ahead of Rodgers. Took him ahead of Rodgers. I've been moving Kenny up consistently. I think I've said on here, I think I've done 15 of these best ball drafts, these underdog drafts, and he's my most owned player. Yeah, he's like, I, I just, I was, when I was at Steelers Never my camp, starter, but. I was I was shocked at how good his arm looked. Everyone think he has a he has a weak arm, yeah, because he has small hands or he's not the biggest guy. He throws the ball really well, yeah. Um, of the young guys, and I'm gonna maybe I'm stretching on this. The two that I'm not even necessarily fantasy wise, I think Jordan Love and Pickett are gonna be good. Like I don't know about Young, Richardson, Stroud, Ritter, How, anyone draft the last three years. I'm pretty confident that Love and Pickett are gonna be good. You know, yeah. Uh, you trust some of it goes to franchise trust. Very much so. I but, mean, you trust Green Bay. You trust it's Pittsburgh not, it's to not get Arizona. It right. Yeah, it's not Washington. They're not going to screw this up. There's a reason that these two franchises have had success at that position for decades. It's probably not an accident. Yeah. You know? So uh, does that mean you're like? Uh, we'll do more of this uh, on Friday on sh- Friday okay. show when we break down the the league uh, heading into the the first week of the season. So, I mean, you're over on the Packers, seven and a half? I think I'm going to pick them and win the division. I know okay. that's bold. So, yes, I'm over seven and a half on the Packers. But I think my my favorite bet, and I, I haven't placed any of them or anything, but them to win the division. The Packers probably, win the division is plus 420. I say I bet it's pretty yeah. tasty. Plus 420. The Steelers to win the division. about the Lions. The Steelers to win the division is plus 500. I think the Packers have a better chance than the Steelers. Only because Cincinnati this, exists. And Baltimore's better than But Chicago. I'll say this. If you look at – okay, so Cincinnati and Pittsburgh play the same schedule. Except a couple things, yeah. three games. Yeah. Cincinnati's three games <laughs> – I know who they are. – are against – The Chiefs. The Chiefs, Bills, the Bills. And Jags. Well, the Steelers play the Oh, the Steelers play Jags. Yeah, okay, play, yeah, yeah. Um, and an NFC The team. Vikings. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the Steelers' three the games Packers. are the the Packers, the Patriots, and the Raiders. It's, it's a, a huge difference. difference. And obviously, they play the Steelers. Steelers play the Bengals. Yeah, you know, there's a, but Again, that's the only if, difference. If everybody, if it's like last year, and I'm not saying it's going to be where everybody mm-hmm. in the division goes three and three, and they all beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. Not that that would be a shock. No. Um, you do that, and you go. You, you lose you, the Bills and Chiefs. They lose to the Bills and Chiefs. That's five if, losses right if there. If the maybe. Steelers get to eleven wins this year, they could win the division. They could, and I can I can get a, a pretty easy path for the Steelers to get to eleven wins. Not easy, but I can. Not far fetched. It's not far fetched at all. Mm-mm. That's a great point. It's a great point, and I think the Steelers have the well, probably the Browns have the easiest schedule of the four. <sighs> But if you look at based on like Cleveland's playing Chicago, which mm-hmm. is no picnic because of Justin Fields, right? They play uh, the Jets. That's their yeah. that's their crossover uh, game. There, you'd rather play the Patriots. Yeah, you'd rather play the Patriots, and they play the Broncos, yeah, which is who should be improved better than the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you'd much rather play the Raiders. Obviously, you know, if you're looking just based on last year's, mm-hmm. you know, what Jets they, and Broncos look a lot better than they did. Yeah, their finish. Like, you know, for, for Baltimore, Baltimore in those three games plays the Chargers. Yuck. The Lions. The Lions, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Miami. It must be Miami. Yuck. All of them are. Yuck. You could lose all three of those games. Oh, I, they're probably 
and you know how they put advanced lines out. Yeah. I bet all three of them are like pickums. Depending you know, on where, where they're at, at yeah. and when they are, and all that stuff too. Where I the mean, Steelers versus Patriots shouldn't be a pickum. No, Steelers versus Raiders won't be a pickum. That's why Packers I, I, worry me a little. I, you know, I had this conversation with with uh, Val Porter and Mike Pursuta the other day on the DV Morning Show, and I, and I said, you know, I don't understand why people aren't talking every time. Every time somebody talks about the Steelers' schedule, well, the division's really tough. It is. It's thirty five percent of their games. <laughs> it's six the rest games. Look at the rest of it. Everyone just assumes that division's really hard, conference is really hard. Those are true. The Steelers' conference games are not, though. They're not. <laughs> it's they're, just they're kind playing, of an anomaly. They're playing the junk of the, divi- of the conference. And the NFC stuff, San Fran aside, isn't very daunting. No. I mean, I mean see, a trip to Seattle, is t- they, sure. they struggle out there. There's no doubt about it. Rams and Cardinals? But if you beat, if you beat the, the 49ers in week one, now you're playing with house money. Because you're going to beat the Rams mm-hmm. and the Cardinals. Yeah. I don't care if they play those games on the moon. <laughs> Cardinals are awful. So, I don't know. I assume you can bet like this. If they win week one against the Niners, you'd probably still get really good odds that they win 11 games. Yeah. And I think their chances go up 50%. You know, By the way, the, odd, the odds on that game have moved down as well. The Steelers now only two-point underdogs. They were three when it opened. I saw two and, and a half. And then not two and a half not too long ago. I get it. The money's coming in on Pittsburgh. And then what's interesting about that is Purdy's now a lock. When it right. came up, he wasn't even a lock. Yeah, but you didn't know who the quarterback Bosa was going to be. Yeah. far from a lock. I mean, even if, again, we said this the other day, even if he plays, he won't play the whole game at this point. Right, right. So I just, I just thought it was interesting that that line had finally moved to nine. It is about time. Because Tim Should Benz and I had talked about that on the pregame show a couple weeks ago, maybe before the, uh, the game against the Bills. Well, if the, everybody thinks the Steelers are going to be this good, why isn't the line moving? Well, now it is. It's about time. Yeah. It should have two months ago. I hope people got a couple bucks on it when they could. Yeah. So I I, I, I still think 10 is more likely than 8. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. And that plus 500 doesn't look so bad. Again, when you dig no. into it. Mm-mm. No, I kind of like that Packer plus 420 too. Yeah. That division is terrible. You like 420 anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for today's show. That's a wrap. He is Matt Williamson. Uh, We'd like to uh, thank uh, C.J. Wolfley for keeping us on the air. And I'm Dale Lally. We'd like to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins.